college classroom and just kind of hit that hit that wall in my 30s, which I think a lot of us hit yeah. at different points in time of just, I did all the things and I checked all the boxes, but somehow I'm not complete. You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast with Danielle Jervie Harmon, the place to be to leverage and scale a business that serves you financially and spiritually. I'm your host, spiritual business growth strategist, Darnielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you are ready to play and pray bigger, let's get this party started. If this is your first time joining me, there's just a few things I want to make sure that you know. Number one, I am not new to this. I am true to this. For more than 10 years, I have been growing businesses, period. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And no, in case you were wondering, you do not have to choose. You can love God and make both loads of money. And I'm on a mission to create even more multiple six and seven figure CEOs. Oh, and we don't do hustle and grind, we do spirituality and systems. You might be wondering exactly what the incredible factor is, and if that's you, I invite you to go all the way back to our very first episode. I even give you a really powerful worksheet that you can download so that you can find yours because it is the key to beginning to leverage and scale your business. And I am tickle purple that you are listening in today. This episode is powered by the Grow Your Business Toolkit. Listen to me. If you are an entrepreneur, a small business owner who is sick and tired of being stuck at your last money milestone when you know that God created you to leap and jump at your next, then you need to get your hands on the Grow Your Business Toolkit. Learn more today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. In today's episode, oh my goodness, y'all listen to me. I have, I'm, I'm, I just can't even find the words to describe the caliber of the guests that we are bringing in front of you. And today's guest is no different than any of the guests that I've brought to you as of late. I had an opportunity to sit down today with Dr. Stevie Dawn Blakely. Let me just tell you, first of all, this woman is like a little ball of fire in the most amazing way. Her energy got me so pumped up that I feel like I could literally run around the block right now. That's how hype I am after having this powerful, powerful conversation with Dr. Stevie Dawn. I, there were so many things I loved about our conversation. We talked about a little bit of everything. Like the, the key though of all of this was really to understand the significance of the role that joy plays in your life. And I don't want to give the, still the thunder of the interview. So when I do my, when I come back after, I'll stay a little bit more, but there were so many powerful things that she shared that I really think you're going to love. My favorite thing that she shared was about the joy equation. Listen, this is so, so extremely powerful. And if you can grasp how to experience more joy in every area of your life and use your business as the catalyst to do so, your life will be so much better and the people that you serve will be so much more transformed simply because of that. Let me take a moment and read um, Dr. Stevie Dawn's 
bio, just so that you have a little bit of information on who she is before I get you ready to jump into the interview. All right, so Dr. Stevie Dawn serve as, serves as the CEO of Stevie Dawn Inspires, a platform dedicated to helping people discover, reignite, and chase their joy in all parts of their life. Whether helping employees learn how to find more joy at work or helping individuals create a life filled with joy, Stevie Dawn delivers training with humor, energy, and motivation. She brings a variety of experience in the corporate, nonprofit, and governmental sectors. She has owned multiple small businesses and specializes in emotional intelligence strategies for the workplace. Her educational background includes a master's degree in sociology from Wichita State University and a doctorate in leadership from Colorado State University. With over 20 years of teaching and training experience, Dr. Stevie Dawn uses her educational background and knowledge of human behavior to create content that is immediately applicable in people's lives. And I'm here to tell you, listen, this girl is bad to the bone. We had such an amazing conversation about joy, how to find it, how to be it, how to give yourself permission to experience it. And when she shared the three steps that are the key to you really positioning yourself, for that joy equation, listen, I know your life is going to be changed. Let's jump into my interview with Dr. Stevie Dawn. Dr. Stevie, oh, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast. How are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. I mean, I just, I only just learned about who you are, but since I've learned about who you are, I have been excited and waiting for this opportunity to chat. So take a quick moment and just tell everybody who you are in your own words. Absolutely. Um, so I'm Dr. Stevie Dawn. A friend once told me you put doctor in front of it because you earned it. So technically, I'm Stevie Dawn Carter, PhD, um, but I like Dr. Stevie Dawn so much better. And um, I'm a business owner now, uh, not where I started. I was in academia forever, higher education, college classroom, um, loved being a teacher. I think that's something I have been really my whole life. Ever since I was a little kid, um, always looking for opportunities to teach people. Um, my mom probably thought it was bossiness early in the day, but over time we developed into calling it teaching and that being acceptable. So, um, been a teacher my whole life. Was teaching in the college classroom and just kind of hit that hit that wall in my 30s, which I think a lot of us hit yeah. at different points in time of just. I did all the things and I checked all the boxes, but somehow I'm not complete. It, it's mm -hmm. not, it's not good. I'm not happy. I don't feel fulfilled. Um, and so just kind of hit that wall and lucky enough had an amazing man in my life who was willing to say, well, if you want to try something new, like we don't have a kid, we don't have debt, like now's your chance. So he agreed to support me. He gave me a three-year timetable. He said, you have three years to make some work if you want to. Okay. And um, I quit my job. And I had no idea what I was going to do. But I decided to take all of my years in the classroom and take it to the corporate experience. So mm -hmm. I built a corporate training company okay. and um, used my education to try and help people in that way. And then six years later, here we are. And it's made a lot of changes over the years for sure business ownership is not a straight line um <laughs> but uh but it's still in that teaching genre and now i get to coach and speak and teach people all about how to chase their joy and really do the thing that i think 
um, really changed my life, which was deciding that my joy was more important than any box that somebody said I needed to check in my life. And okay. so, <laughs> sorry, I was trying to be quiet because you are like, your energy is so magnetic. And I was like, I do not want to break her train of thought, but we got to go, go, I'll it. go all day. You have to interrupt me. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have to back it up, flip it and reverse it. That was so good. Okay. And I didn't even get to finish writing the whole thing because it was that good. You said, deciding that my joy was more important than checking any box that somebody thought I belonged in. Dr. Stevie Dawn, listen, if I was near you, I would smack you. That was so good. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We have to unpack that. We, oh. there are so many people listening right now, Dr. Stevie Dawn, that are so afraid to mm -hmm. speak their truth for fear mm -hmm. of how other people are going to perceive them, love them, leave them, uh, challenge them, whatever them. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you got to that point, we have got to, to dig deep into that. Cause I know that there's at least five women listening right now that are like, okay, slow yeah. down. <laughs> Tell me step by step, how do I get to the point where my joy is more important than the box that such and such is trying to have me live in mm -hmm. right now? Right. And so here, here was the point that I reached. And, and maybe this will, this will sit with some people. At what point did you start asking everybody else to sign your permission slip? Right? Because that was it for me. That was my turning point, right? I, yes. I had spent my entire life seeking permission from somebody else, mm -hmm. right? Seeking permission from my parents, seeking permission in my relationship, seeking permission from my friends, and worrying so much about getting somebody's permission before I did anything that I never really did anything for me. Yes. I was doing these things because they checked a box for somebody else. And once I decided, like, I hit that point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself permission. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, it's okay to do this if you want to do this. As long as you're not harming somebody, go do what you want to do. The worst thing that I think we can ever have happen in our lives is we get to the end of our life and we just think about all the what ifs we didn't take. Yeah. And, and I just, and I was... And I will say this, I feel like I was blessed to grow up in a household where my parents were very big on saying, you can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. All yeah. those things. Um, but that, that feeling inside of, I need somebody else to tell me it's okay. Mm -hmm. Once you release that, yeah, so how once you become the person who has to say it's okay, mm -hmm. well, now everything's open to you, right? Because yeah. now you're not trying to get one of them to tell you that it's okay to do what you want to do. Right. And so yeah. I think we got to stop letting other people write our permission slip. So, okay. I, I think we have to take that. So I'm with you 220,000%. <laughs> now I want to hand like a couple of steps for the people that mm -hmm. are listening. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do we become the person who, who calls the shots? Right. How do we become that person? Like, what's the process? What's the step? You said the breaking point for you was, yeah, I don't need anybody else to sign my permission slip. How did you get there? Walk us through it. I think the, the first step is to realize that following their steps, you're not happy anyway. Yeah. 
right? Like everybody told you, oh, well, if you have the perfect husband, you'll be happy. If you get the education, you'll be happy. You get the perfect job, you'll be happy. The first step is to sit there in those places and say, wait a second, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. And so, okay, I get that that checkbox is cool, but it's not doing it for me. Right. Right. And then I do think you got to, you got to sit in your face a little bit and you got to take that moment to say, okay, where am I supposed to be? What is my purpose supposed to be? And and I talk a lot about superpower, right? Mm-hmm. I believe we are all superheroes in our own lives. Mm-hmm. We just need to know what is our superpower. Right. And so sitting with that and having those conversations, whether that, now I'm not a journaling person. Okay. okay. I'm just going to go out and say that. I'm not. Okay. Everybody's not. It's all good. I I have lots of beautiful journals (laughs) sitting around my desk that I don't write anything in because that's just not me. Um, I talk to myself, though, a lot. Um, In fact, I go through this process. I actually name the voices in my head. I know that sounds really. No, it doesn't. um, You know, so like Sheila, she's the bossy one. Okay. In my head, who thinks she's got it all figured out and she knows what to do, mm-hmm. right? And then there's Dolores, and Dolores is like my grandmother's voice, okay. <laughs> who tells me, you know, all these things I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Cassie, and Cassie is my little girl voice, mm-hmm. and she's my voice of the person I used to be who thought anything was possible. And so I get really good at having conversations with myself. And hey, when you're a business owner, you just call it a staff meeting because it's totally. <laughs> Right, and, and so hold on, Dr. Stevie, doing you, you just earned yourself a purple cane flat. Like that, hey. was, that was so good. That was so good. Okay, so right, you so have good. those if it's conversations with yourself or if you need to journal it out, but you start writing out if you were to be living in your purpose, yeah. if you need to pray on it, if you need to, to talk about it with other people, if you need to journal about it, whatever it is. I really sat and thought, what is my purpose in this world? What am I meant to do? Mm-hmm. And once I figured out what that was, right, once the signs started to become clear, mm-hmm. I started to go, then I just need to do that in such a way that I feel good about it. Yeah. And, and I just need to be okay with whatever that looks like. Yeah. And so once you make that decision, I think that the next step, so if the first step is realizing you're not happy, the second step is sitting with it and trying to figure out what is your purpose. Then I think the third step truly for anybody is you got to find that person who's going to be your cheerleader. Because mm. I don't think many of us get through this battle alone. Yeah. And so you need somebody who's your cheerleader. You need that person. And it could be somebody in your family. It could be somebody not in your family. Right. It could be uh, your spouse. It could be your dog. I don't think it matters, but you need somebody who's right. going to tell you, you got this. Well, it might not be the dog because the dog can't say you got well, this. Well, I don't know. Some dogs, they have that bark and that head tilt well, that just good. make you well, feel like it's okay. You know, that thing. <laughs> Okay, so let's do a quick rewind of what you just said, because it was all really, really good. Um, and I'm actually going to go back to one of the very first things you said, because I for- I got so caught up in the deciding that your joy was more important than the box that somebody else wanted <laughs> you to check. I forgot the first remark that you made, which was when you said, I did all of these things, I checked all of these boxes, but I am not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that self, that level of self-awareness, I think mm. is 
such an important thing. And I believe that that's what you mean when you say sitting with your faith, right? Yeah. Getting in touch, getting into alignment and realizing what's mm -hmm. off. Like you can feel misalignment in your body. You yes. Can, you know what I mean? It shows up everywhere. So the first thing, as I heard you say it, was to realize that happiness can't exist outside of yourself. That's not the way you said it, but that's the way I heard it, right? Okay, well, here's one that you'll love. We cannot let external circumstances dictate internal beliefs. Ooh, yeah. We cannot let external circumstances dictate internal beliefs. That's one of the big ones I've been, I've been using this year, yeah, <laughs> specifically this year. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You're so right. Step number one is you gotta, you gotta be okay with that. Yeah. You gotta know that you're unhappy. You gotta feel that misalignment and say, wait a second, something's off. Like and, awareness. And being willing to voice it. Like it's one thing yes. to have the knowing inside of you and just sit with it. It's like the story of the old dog that's sitting on the nail. Mm -hmm. you know, the mailman man comes every day and he's just a howling and finally the mailman says every day I'm here and this dog he's like yeah well he's sitting on a nail and he it doesn't hurt him enough to move right so not just realizing that there's unhappiness or unfulfillment but being willing to voice it and then to mm -hmm. seek what should be in its place right so that's yeah. number one number two is sitting with your faith mm -hmm. where am I supposed to be what is my purpose? If I was living in my purpose, what would that be? And then give yourself permission to be okay with the answers as they come. Absolutely. I, I truly believe that all of the, everything we need is already in us. Yep. We don't have to seek outward, external, anything for anything inside of us because it's already been given us to it. That's just how good God is. Like he already mm -hmm. figured that thing all the way out, right? Yep. And number three is to find your cheerleader, find that person who's going to support you no matter what, to give you the space to not be okay with not experiencing joy so that you can go find your joy. And then here's, you didn't say this either, but I think this is a natural part of it, not condemn you when you do find it. Yes, they have to cheerlead you, even if it's something that they're like, you really want to become a skydiving instructor. You <laughs> right. think that's your purpose? They got to be like, okay, right. I'm going to be I'm, on the ground, right. but exactly. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Yes, love you need it. somebody who truly accepts it. you. I always say you need somebody who accepts you even more than you would ever accept yourself. Oh, that's good. Right? Because we all need that person in our life. And, and for some people... Um, that is going to be the, the most important person in their life, their child, yeah. their, their mother, their brother, their cousin, their husband, whatever it is. Yeah. But for other people, it, it has to be somebody separate, right? Yeah. It has to be somebody outside because your family doesn't understand. No, they don't. And they knew you, they knew you before. Like yes. they're too comfortable and too familiar with you so that when you try to go, veer too far off the path, they show up with this, what I call it your, the mirror effect, right? And so mm -hmm. all day, every day, our lives is a mirror. People are either mirroring back what we are giving them or we are mirroring what people are giving us. And so when we try to step too far out, that mirror shows up and rears its ugly head that they're not cool with the steps that we're taking. So it's got to be someone that when they look at you in the mirror, they see the best version of yourself and they want to yes. push you into that. Oh, yes. Cool. And they see your potential. They see your joy as being something worth chasing. Yeah. And that's... Good. And that's, you know, and it's different people and you have to just find it. And I think part of the reason why some of us don't get there until later is because we haven't found our cheerleader. 
Yeah. You know, I, I found mine. I found a cheerleader, somebody who truly would just believes more in me than he believes in himself. It does happen to be my husband at the time. He was my best friend, not my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was somebody who truly, he does, he believes more than I do. And I think we all need that. And now I try and be that for other people, right? Because I know how important it was for me to have that. So now my, my goal and my purpose is how do I be that for somebody else? Yeah. How do I show up and say, I'm going to be Danielle's cheerleader. I'm going to tell her she can do anything she wants to do. And no matter what crazy talk comes out of her mouth, I'm going to say, you go. You got this. I'm going to be there. Right. And, and how can we, and I would challenge anybody listening. Who are you a cheerleader for? Yeah, that's a good Who are you showing up for like that? Because we all not only need it in our lives. I think we also all need to give it somebody in our lives and be that person for somebody. Well, and I think that when you give it for someone else, it gives you more appreciation for the person who's doing it for you. Amen. It's the the mirror again. It's allowing the other side of that mirror, which makes such a big difference. Yeah. So you wrote an ebook called the joy equation. Yes. So yeah. So tell us what is the joy equation? Yeah. So the joy equation is this idea that basically if you've ever, um, if you've ever been to like a bar or a restaurant and you sat in one of those chairs where one of the legs wasn't quite even, with the other legs. And so like, you're constantly like shifting your weight back and forth and wobbling. Mm-hmm. Right. And my question to you is when that's happening, can you truly enjoy your meal or your drink? Yeah. No, you're distracted. Right. Yeah. So what I realized is that my joy is this little precarious thing that sits atop this stool mm-hmm. and it's a three legged stool. And when the legs are in balance, it's really hard for me to feel joy. Mm. because I'm too worried emotionally about something else. Okay. And so the joy equation is what makes up those three legs of that stool. So your joy equation is time, money, and experience. Mm. Okay. So within our lives, we have to have enough money that we feel secure. Now, not enough money maybe to pay for your first class ticket somewhere or to pay for that super cool Porsche you want, but just enough money to feel secure. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we need to feel safe and secure, right? That's what we need in terms of money. After that, though, my question is, are you spending money on things that bring you joy? Mm -hmm. Are you spending money on things that make you happy? I found that I was spending a lot of money on stuff that really didn't bring me a whole lot of joy or happiness, right? I was just yeah. spending it and then upset because I was spending it, right? So money is, is one leg of that stool. How balanced do you feel in terms of your money, okay. right? And then time. Now, time can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But for me, it's looking at it and going, do you feel you have enough time and energy to do the things that you want to do? I don't know how many people out there struggle with this the way I have, but I remember being so tired at the end of the day that just thinking about having to cook something for dinner is like more energy than I have to give. Right. Right. And so um, I know there are days when somebody asks you, hey, can you go to happy hour tonight? And you're like, oh, I don't have time. The truth is you probably have the time. What you don't have is the energy, Mm -hmm. but time and energy are together. And when we feel out of balance, when we're stressed out, overwhelmed, exhausted, it's really hard to feel some joy. 
because we're too worried about making ourselves feel okay. Okay. Right. If you're trying to reach okay, it's really hard to reach joy. Okay. You got to hit okay first. So that's the, the time and energy section. And then the last thing is experience, which is, do you have something you're passionate about? Do you have something you enjoy doing? Is there something that drives you to have that big goofy grin on your face? Mm-hmm. Because you just enjoy the activity, the hobby, the experience, whatever it is. Okay. And that's experiences. And so what I found is when I examine my own life and when I examine the life of my clients, I could always find we were out of balance in one of these three areas. And that's where we weren't finding joy. Okay. Right. So maybe for me personally, it was I was making good money. Money was fine. I had activities that I like to do. I had passions, but I didn't have any time or energy for them. My job took so much of my time and so much of my energy. I had nothing left to give. Mm, So I couldn't feel happy because I didn't have time to feel happy. Mm -hmm. I was too stressed about just making sure it all got done. I've also met people and had clients who they, they had the time and they had the passion, but when it came to money, they just didn't have enough to, to pay their bills. And when you don't have that, it's really hard to feel happy and yeah. joy. And so, so I, this, yeah. because I, I, I hear what you're saying and I like the, mm-hmm. those three being the choices, time and energy, money and experience and passions. But I wonder if the question of, do I have money enough to feel secure? Mm-hmm is enough. Like, okay, let's go with me on this. Like, I feel like enough is the close cousin of lack. Mm -hmm. Oh, And I feel like we need to have more than enough. Like I, one of my affirmations that I say every single day is I have more money than I, what I forget now. I can't tell you what I said. I have more money (laughs) that I need to, to give, to spend, to save or invest. Yes. Everything I could possibly need to do with money, I have more than that at all times. And then I also say money will never be my problem. Like that will never be the problem that I have. And so I wonder if a part of joy is is the, or a part of not having joy, whichever way we want to look at it, and I'm just asking the question, you're the expert, is should we maybe be asking, do I have more than enough money? Mm -hmm. So that my time and experience and passions are well served by all of the money that I have. Absolutely. I think that what we have to strive for first is that balance. Okay. Right? Which is, are we balancing out the three? Okay. Or do we have the money we need? Do we have the time that we need? And do we have fun things that we like to do? Because there are definitely people who don't have enough, right? Yeah. Once we hit that play, that playing level, right? That, that point of, I have enough of all three, but I'm ready to truly chase my joy. That's when we get into what I call the P3, which is the passion, the profit and the people. Mm, Okay. That's when we get into how do you make your passion something you get to do every day? Mm-hmm. because that's going to drive you. Yeah. How do we start making profit, which is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, How do we get, okay, we got enough. Yeah, we're paying bills. Cool. Um, that's not really feeling joyful, though. Right. That's just feeling like I'm surviving. 
right? So then we start pushing into how do we get profit, whether that be negotiating for better things at your job, searching for that new position, getting a raise or promotion, or building that side hustle, creating an empire of your own, investing all the different elements of that profit. But how do we really focus on that profit? And then how do we start really looking at the people we surround ourselves with? And are they people that are serving us in that joy? Yeah. And are we making sure that those relationships are healthy and good, right? Because at first, it's just about, can we get to baseline? Then it's about how do we chase it? Yeah. And, and you brought up something so important, which is when we only have the bare minimum, right? We are way too close to lack. And you're so right in that. And so for me, it's a, it's a stepping stone, right? Let's get to that baseline and then let's start pushing up on all three levels, right? right? Let's find out how to make more money in less time so we can do the things we love. Right. Yeah. And that's when my, that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's really, really good. I like this equation. I think other people will be able to to give themselves that self-assessment really, really easy and be able to identify which one of the legs on their stool is wobbly so that they can then determine what it is that they need to do, right? So if it's a money, if, it's, if they don't have enough money, then like you said, if they work a full-time job, then maybe it's having, learning how to have a negotiation conversation, right? Yep. Or pursuing a different opportunity that allows them to better leverage their skill sets so that they can make more money. If it's within their own business, then maybe it's time to raise their rates, yep. um, introduce a new product or service to the market, go after a different ideal client, because I always say it's it's challenging to raise your rates and serve the same people because nine yep. times out of 10, they can't pay the extra. So you've got to go and find new people to serve or to identify if whatever they're doing, they're just not passionate about it. If you're just passing the time, like that was my thing when I was in corporate America many, many moons ago. I've been out of corporate since 2005. Wow. And um, the interesting thing was I literally remember the day I woke up I call it my Keith Sweat moment. And this was the, if you know Keith Sweat yeah. song, something, something just ain't right. Yeah. I woke up one morning and something wasn't right. And I remember going into the office that day with no plan. And I just quit my job. I was single. So I didn't have a husband or anybody who I needed to tell me anything. And I just was like, yeah, no, sitting behind someone else's desk isn't for me anymore. This is not what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I am supposed to do yet, mm-hmm. but I know it ain't this. And I'm going to go off in search of it because to your point, finding my joy was the most important thing to me. And still to this day, everything that I do gets run through what I would call my joy filter, which there I might you go. have called it that before I met you. But, it but that's what it is. My filter. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, do I feel like doing this? Does this make me feel good? Does this give me life? Am I going to be excited while it's going on? You know, and if the answer is no, then I'm not doing it. And I, I literally process that every time a, a request comes into the office, do you mm-hmm. want to speak to this group? I don't care what they're paying. Do mm-hmm. I want to talk to them, to those people? Do I want to get on a plane right now? Of course, <laughs> nobody's getting on planes right now, but you get what I'm saying. Like, whatever the reasons are, I, re- I literally evaluate and see whether or not I even want to do it. When it comes down to taking clients, I'm like, yeah, I had the conversation. I don't really like their energy. So you know what? <laughs> I'm not, I don't feel like it. I don't want to be stressed in my work. I don't want to be looking at your name on my calendar and rolling my eyes and wondering if there's, some kind of way that I could get out of having this conversation with you. Life is too short to not experience joy in everything that I do. Absolutely. And I just, 
I think for business owners too, what you said about putting it through your joy filter, which I've never heard by the way, but it's great. And I'm going to now use it, but I will give you credit. Um, that, you know, and, and this happened to me, I built, when I first left corporate to build my business, I built a business based on what I thought I wanted, but we also have to be okay with deciding that what we thought we wanted wasn't right. Yeah. And I, and I had to pivot, right. And embrace that pivot to get to a business that truly does bring me joy. Oh yeah. Because it wasn't in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I think it happens to all of us. I, I have so often, like I literally just killed a program that I only just started about a year and a half ago because I thought it was going to be a better fit for my business model. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I've done it, I've never enjoyed it. And I did it and I kept tweaking it. And I thought I just got it perfect. And then finally, I was just like, you know what? I don't like this and I don't want to do it. So I'm not doing it. Bless and release, right? right? Exactly. Bless and release. Like having conversations with clients now, like, listen, so I decided that I'm disbanding this program. So mm-hmm. here are your options. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. I mean? So yeah. Absolutely. And I think we have to... For me, it's, it's just that keep coming back to if it's not serving you, yeah. right? If it's not serving you in, in some way, because some things serve us in different ways, right? right? Not everything is about the joy. Some things serve us because we need the money. Some things right. serve us because we need the, the community, whatever right. it may be. But I think as business owners, one of the worst things we can do is to leave a job just to create another job that we don't like. Yes. You know? And so how do we truly as business owners make decisions based on that joy, that joy idea and that idea of serving and making sure that our business is in alignment with the vision we truly have for our life. And I have to keep coming back to that because that's something I get, I get lost on easily, right? I'll shiny object and I go for it and then I'm like that's not that doesn't fit like one one of my favorites this will be something you'll laugh at this right so uh, marketing right marketing efforts we all know we need it we all know we got to market our business all the things but everybody says consistency right you got to market consistently and show up so do something you can show up with consistently right for you podcast is obviously one of the things that you do for that um For me, I was always like, I love video. I love to be live because I'm a speaker and a teacher and that's my heart. I need to be able to walk around and use my hands, obviously, which I'm using too much on our video right now between each other. Um, I have to have that that energy and that liveness to it, right? So I decided, right? This is what I decided. My marketing was going to be Facebook Lives. I was going to do Facebook Lives all the time. That was going to be my marketing strategy. Seems good. Serves my energy. Mm -hmm. And a few weeks in, I realized I'm dreading it every day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. And you know what I realized was because one of my, one of my things for joy in my business is I don't like to be tied down. I love to travel. We were talking about travel before we started recording, right? Love to travel, which means I want to be able to be anywhere in the world doing what I'm doing. Right. So having a Facebook live that has to happen at a set time on a set day 
that doesn't serve my business joy, yeah. right? That isn't in alignment with where I want my business to be. And yeah. so I was like, oh gosh, I got to get rid of that. That doesn't work. And so I think as business owners, being able to say that, right? Like this is number one, not bringing me joy. Number two, I'm dreading it all the time. Number three, it doesn't suit my vision. Yes. for my life. Let me get out of that and let me do the things that truly bring me joy, which is why I wrote the joy equation and why now I consider myself to be the joy girl. Like I show up everywhere talking about joy all the time. That wasn't the business I created six years ago, yeah. you know? And I realized that what was happening is I was a speaker and I was traveling the country talking about things I didn't want to talk about. Yeah. But I was doing it because they paid me money for it. Right. And I was like, hey, this is my business. But I hated it. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, I, and I had to get clear with that joy again saying, look, checking the box of money is important. But if it's just making you dread it, if you don't enjoy showing up to work every day, this is your own business, girl. You should enjoy it. Yeah. That's well, and is it just about the money? Yeah. And you're allowing your business to pimp you out. Like exactly. Exactly. You're just working for a different kind of boss. And that's right. when, again, I talk to the voices in my head and Sheila is not a nice boss. <laughs> and so I'm like, shut up, Sheila. We got stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but I had to come to this idea of I can't keep talking about these topics that are negative and not serving my greater purpose. Right. And, and so, again, sitting with that and saying, what's my purpose? What am I here to do? And, and as a business being okay saying, yeah. So I had to, you disbanded a program. I threw away a whole brand yeah. that I had built up with brand recognition and all that. I closed it. Yeah. And I said, y'all, we're over here and we're talking about joy from now on. So if you are not in the joy chaser club, you out because this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And it's, it's hard as a business owner, I think sometimes to make those pivots and those decisions because you're scared of what you're going to lose. Yeah. And so again, it's, it's writing that permission slip to yourself. Yeah. And just saying, I have permission to do this. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And, and diving in with that. Yeah, I, um, I actually, I do this exercise at my retreats with my clients where I give them pink slips and permission slips. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, what do you need to fire? And what do yeah. you need to give yourself permission to do? So awesome. I, I love that visual of mm -hmm. writing yourself a permission slip that it's okay to do whatever it is you want to do. I, I tell myself all the time, because I'm constantly changing things. Because I, I had for a while, I was trying to figure out what my fit was. I had a conversation last year with a woman who asked me one question. She said, if you, if you could be doing anything of all the amazing things you do in your business, mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in business 13 years, right? Mm -hmm. So 13 years on the 27th. So coming up. That's but amazing. If you, you know, if you could be doing anything that you want to do, in your business, what do you want to do? And at first I couldn't answer because there's so many things that I do, many of which I like. Mm -hmm. And then I sat with it, like kind of like you said, I sat with it and I just, I thought about, okay, how is my, my purpose best served? And I said, you know what? Of all of the things that I do, the thing I love the most is my mastermind. I love spending time okay. with my clients. They are six figure women that want to be multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And what I love about them is that they are, they don't need to be babysat in their businesses. We can have conversations of up leveling. I can share strategies with them that'll help them to generate, you know, 50,000, $100,000 in a short period of time. And they don't balk. They do whatever it is that needs to be done as opposed to a lot of the 
wishy-washy business people out there who are, they don't know who they are and they haven't taken the time to figure it out. Like I just realized as much as I tried and Lord knows I took on my fair share of clients that were not my ideal clients. And I sometimes didn't even realize it until I was working with them. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I have to make a firm stake in the saying, like you are not my client. Like so much so that we've updated everything. So we have this process that people go through when they want to have a conversation with me or one of my members of my team. And like literally in black and white, it's like, if you do not fit this criteria and you book a session, it will be canceled. Cause we're not even, we're not even talking to you cause you're not the people we want, love and want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And it has been so joy filled. Yeah. I say liberating, but I think those yeah. are synonymous because I'm like, life is too short. I think I find, I feel like I keep getting reminder after reminder after reminder at just how short life is. And because life is short, I am not willing to spend it doing things that don't bring me joy. I'm just no. not interested. And, and none of us should be, none of us should be living our life to serve, to serve the thought of anybody else, right? So if, if your life is, well, I have to get my degree because so-and-so said so, or I have to work a job for 40 years and then retire because that's how it's always been done. Like none of us should be living our life to those standards. The only standard you should have is the standard for yourself. Mm, And, and it should, and it should be what brings you joy and happiness. And at the end of the day, right at the end of your life, would you be proud to put it on your tombstone? Because I do. I was in a place in my life where my tombstone was going to say she worked a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I don't, I don't what, no, that's not what I want to be remembered for, right? That's not the legacy to leave the world is that I worked a lot, yeah. right? And so if, if you were to really look at your passion, your purpose, your service, the life you want to lead, right? Then at the end of the day, what's going to be on your tombstone? And is that something that you're going to be proud of, yeah. right? Achieving to me, achieving all the checks, check boxes that society says we're supposed to have. Well, then my tombstone's going to look like everybody else's. Right. And I don't want that. I, I want more for myself and I want more for other people in the world. I, yeah. I don't think any of us truly want to show up with a tomb. I mean, that's one of the things I actually side note of weirdness. I super hate tombstones because most of them do say the exact same thing. Oh, I never paid attention, but beloved, beloved daughter, beloved wife, beloved son. These are all great things, right? But I want my tombstones to say what contribution I had to the world. Yeah, that's good. And, and that should be mine and it should be uniquely me. Right. Because nobody else will have that. Yeah, and I, I think, think if we a, look at that, that's the way to pursue a life and yeah, pursue a business. That's an interesting perspective, but I think it's a good one because if we are doing purpose work, right? If we're doing mm-hmm. this for the fulfillment of the purpose with which we were created, then our epitaph should speak to the contribution that we made to the world, how we shook the planet. Yep. I think it's, it's really, really powerful. Oh my gosh, this Absolutely. is so juicy. Good. Oh, it's been so good. Okay. Well, before I let you go, I have to ask you my incredible factor wisdom questions. And then I want to know if you have anything lastly that you want to share with the people. Okay. So my first question is, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote. So for me, it is something that my mother said to me years ago, and it changed my life. And it is, be the shark. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. And next question, what's the last book you read? 
the last book, I'm still reading it because I'm a terribly slow reader, okay. um, but it's Untamed by Glennon Doyle. So oh. good. If you want to talk about writing your own permission slip, that is the book to read. Okay, I'm every story is about how she did that. Yeah, I'll have to add that to my list. And then my final question is, what is the tool that you swear by to grow your business? I'm going to say the tool that I swear by and I send everybody to is close, which is C L O Z E. Mm -hmm. And it is a, it's a CRM. It's a customer relationship management software, um, but it's super easy and it integrates with my Google and it tells me how long it's been since I've talked to each of the prospects in my pipelines so that okay. my pipeline never dries up. Oh, that's good. And I, and I would say if you're a business owner, your pipeline being full is the number one thing you should be focused on any given day. Any day. I so. say four times your revenue goal. Yep. You want to do a million dollars in your business? You need $4 million in your pipeline. So That's yeah. it. That's so it. And so I love that, that software because it integrates all that for me and sends me daily reminders of who I'm supposed to talk to. Okay. I need all the reminders I can get. I heard that. Awesome. Awesome. Anything that you would like to share in closing to leave with our audience? I would like to just say that if you are at that moment where you're realizing that you're unhappy and that you're not fulfilled and you're not content, I just want you to know that you're not alone, mm -hmm. that, that we all hit places like that. You're in good company, not misery company. You're in good company yeah. and realize that that is the first step to changing anything is you have to realize that you're not comfortable where you are, that it's not enough. And so once you decide that, you really have taken the biggest leap forward for yourself and, and for your life. And so I just, I wish that that happens for you so that you make the jump. Awesome. Good stuff. It's been such a joy chatting with you, Dr. Stevie Dawn. Everybody will get your information so that they can go and get their hands on the joy equation and stay connected with you so that they can learn how to chase their joy. This has been such a treat. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I told you. <laughs> I hope you listened to me. It was great, wasn't it? I mean, so many powerful nuggets, just a dynamo, a ball of energy so committed to helping people to live and experience their joy. There were so many things that she said, as you heard, that I was just like wanting to smack her, like in the most amazing of ways, wanting to smack her. So many great things that she said. I want to just pull on a couple of them. She said, this was at the very top of our conversation. I did all the things, I checked all the boxes, but I was not fulfilled. How many of you have felt like that? And then when she said this, she said, deciding that my joy is more important than any box someone wanted me to check off. Oh my goodness. I could have thrown my shoe at her. It was so juicy. Good. And when you realize that you get to the point where you realize no one else needs to sign your permission slip, that is where you are at that intersection of creating joy. I pray that your life has been blessed and enriched and you are now looking at joy in a much more powerful way by realizing first and foremost that happiness cannot exist outside of yourself, that once you sit somewhere in your faith and ask yourself those powerful questions about your purpose, and then you find the person that's going to cheer you on all the way to your joy, that is where the true magic of your life really starts to happen. If you enjoyed this conversation 
as much as I did, you wanna make sure that you go and check out the show notes so that you can connect with Dr. Stevie John. A little birdie told me that she's in the process of starting her own podcast. So you'll be able to go and hang out with her on a very consistent basis if you desire more joy in your life. This was such an amazing conversation. And if you enjoyed it, like I hope and pray that you did, please take a moment and rate and review it so that we can just show some love to Dr. Stevie Dawn and get this message of more joy out into the world. Right now with everything that's going on, we could all use a little bit more joy. We could all use an opportunity to look inward and to allow ourselves to be the barometer as to whether or not we are experiencing enough joy. I think that once you realize what's possible for you by looking at yourself through the lens of joy, everything has the possibility to change. The last thing that she said, or one of the last things that she said, she said, when you define your joy by what you would want written on your tombstone, that's, that's what shaking the planet is all about, people. That is what I mean when I say shaking the planet, that you have done some powerfully profound work that your tombstone cannot read beloved mother or daughter or son, that it has to talk about the indelible impact that you created into the lives of those that you serve. My desire for you, my prayer for you, my hope for you is that the only standard you will have will be the standard of yourself. I love those words from Dr. Stevie Dawn. And I pray that this episode blesses you immensely and sends you on a path to find your joy. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast. If after listening to this episode, you know that it's time that you stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Grow Your Business Toolkit. Based on the pillars of business optimization, this toolkit is the only resource you need to get crystal clear about what it will take to take your business to the seven-figure mark. Go grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember you deserve to scale your business, shake the planet, and fund the life you crave. Take care.